98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. This is Tig and good morning, Daniel. It's kind of surreal to me now to be to the age, Tig, where I see movies that are now remakes of movies I originally saw in the theaters to begin with. Mm-hmm. Do you see they're remaking uh, Roadhouse? Uh, is that Patrick Swayze? Yeah. And uh, so they're remaking that. They're remaking Pat. They're re- remaking Roadhouse with um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor. That. Uh, cage fighter the ufc fighter mm-hmm. does it make you feel extremely uh, old to be seeing a remake now yeah but i got a question wait they're getting wait that's two dudes i thought there was a lady in that roadhouse. there's also a lady yeah i don't you, would you like me to read the full cast i would like to know who the key grip is and the uh <laughs> secondary producer yeah there's a, a lady named uh daniela mella choir as ellie okay want to ruin it for you but i understand like what you're saying um there are shows, here's what I think about a lot. Like when I was a kid and my dad would watch these shows that I couldn't stand because they look so old to me. And now I'll show my son a, a TV show that you and I would have watched when we were going up. And I go, isn't this great? And he looks at me, he's like, this is the most boring stuff like mm-hmm. I've ever seen. You know, there is a little bit of that too. Uh, when your son gets closer to puberty, he would probably enjoy Roadhouse because to me it was a thrill because it featured a little bit of nudity. Roadhouse did? Yeah, and this was back before like the internet. So uh, when you were a kid in the 80s, you didn't get to see a bunch of things like that. Just and uh, to me, there was no better motion picture than one that featured nudity. <laughs> <laughs> like four, four thumbs up. Yeah, I ain't watching Citizen Kane. I'm watching... Uh, Anything that was any provocative at all. Like, remember Porky's Revenge or something like that? Mm-hmm. Those kind of movies back in the day, to me, Every were now and thrilling then you'd see because you could see something. Animal House was like that. Yeah. Even if it was a glimpse. Yes. Nowadays, you can see it all anywhere, but now... Well, back then, remember, yeah. your parents would not have subscribed to Cinemax. Mm-hmm. But you could still put it on that channel, and it would be, like, wavy. But you might still see something. Every now and again, every hour or so, you might catch a split <laughs> second. <laughs> That's why we're all messed up now. We all stood and watched Cinemax for hours, scrambled up trying to just see one little thing. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I, yeah, it's going to be weird to raise a kid where they have a phone or a tablet with them all the time. That's a that's down the road for me, but I don't even want to think about it, but I'll have to come up with a plan. There's no plan. He's just, you know, we all, we, mean, all no went, plan? we all went through it, right? Why should your son be any different? He's going to get curious about that kind of thing. I will say that we would catch a glimpse of something every now and again. Unfortunately, your son will be able to see see it all in very graphic detail. Yeah, that's the the worry I have. Didn't you say, Tyg, when you got curious about ladies, your mom was uh, talked to you about it? So my mom, uh, I mean, like, this is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't do this to your son. But my mom was like, you know, Tyg, I'm sure you're curious about how girls look. And, you know, I was like, ha, 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 ha. And so she didn't want me looking at a magazine or something. She didn't want, you know, like somebody from the neighborhood coming over. And she goes, well, since you're curious, I got you a gift. And I was like, what's that now? And she had gone to a, like a uh, yard sale. Mm-hmm. There was this lady selling books. And yeah. one of them was a book. And in it was French postcards. And, you know, the French, they've always been kind of free with their bodies. Yeah. So these were old black and white, night like, they weren't the actual postcards. It was pictures of the postcards on each page. And you could flip the page and see vintage French postcards. 
of naked French ladies. So she gave you this and let you keep it in your room, and if you got curious, you could take a look at no, it? No, she said, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep it on my bookshelf in my room, and if you ever get curious, just come and ask for it. Guess how many times Ty asked for that book? <laughs> Did you ever go in there and sneak the book? No, I don't know where she kept it. Well, why, t why tell you that she got you a book of uh, French postcards and not give you free reign over it? I guess she it? wanted to be the gatekeeper uh, of the book, man. Brutality. Horrible. And then I got in trouble once. And you know what she made me do as punishment? What's this that? This lady's wacky. I got in some trouble because uh, I think me and my friends had found somebody's a couple beers or something, and she found out about it. And she was like, I'm so disappointed in you. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Like, I was 17 or something. And um, she said, well, get dressed. We're going to see Titanic. So that was my punishment. I had to go to the theater with my mom and watch Titanic. And I don't know if you've ever seen Titanic, but they uh, they go into, like, an old Model T and they make love. Oh, my word. And there's, like, it's sweaty, and then they put mm -hmm. a handprint up there. Oh, buddy. That's the last place you want to be is next to your mom during that kind of stuff. I got, like, a D on my report card once. My mom made me go to watch Showgirls with her. <laughs> Anyone but me. 98.5 The Bull, are ready for this, Daniel? We got free tickets to see Aaron Lewis. You could get an upgrade, too, when you went here to the Tiger Daniel Party Coat Pass at the River Spirit Casino Resort, which means you're staying there for free and free dinner. Who do we have today, Daniel? Today we have Kyle. Uh, Kyle, where are you calling from today? What's that? Where, where are you? Can you hear us all right? I can hear you now. All right. I was asking you where you were calling from today. Where are you, where are you, what are you up to? I'm driving to work right now. I'm on Tulsa. And uh, Kyle works for a HVAC place, and uh, I ask him, the number one way to maintain your air conditioner to make it last longer is what? To keep it maintained and clean it every year. Now, is that something that we can do? Like, I could go out there with a brush and clean it, or I need to get a professional? Um, you know, you can get out there and do it yourself. I did look on YouTube, and they'll show you how to do it. Take a water hose and clean it out. That's a great point. You hear what he's saying there, Tug? Yeah, we could do it ourselves. All right, Aaron Lewis. You're a big Aaron Lewis fan. He's going to be at the River Spirit Casino. Aaron Lewis now a solo artist, but he used to be in this uh, tribute band to Tig's Underwear. What was it called? Uh, that, he was in a band called... Uh, Stained. Stained, I believe. Stained, yes, that's right. All right, question number one. According to Superstition, how long will you have bad luck if you break a mirror? You break a mirror, you'll have bad luck for uh, 13 days. <laughs> way, way wrong. Tag, help me out. Yeah, help him out, Tag, please. Seven years? Seven years. <laughs> seven years? I don't want to do that. Days. Yeah, no, sir. Uh, you know why they said that? Who, what's that now? You know why they said it would be seven years of bad luck? Hey, probably want you to be super careful with a mirror. It's hard to come by back in the day. Because back in the day, like a mirror would take seven years to pay off. Really? Yeah. It's oh. seven years of yeah, bad luck. Yeah, I didn't luck. know that. Kyle, who wrote Lord of the Rings? Um, something token. <laughs> Tiger, I'll let you be the judge. We allow it. I, I would take that. <laughs> All right, it's pretty yeah. close. J.R. Tolkien. Kyle, what shape are stop signs in most countries? Hexagon. Kyle, that would be an octagon. Octagon. You see them every day, too. You don't count the sides. Eight sides, yeah, I guess. Yeah, eight sides, right? Yeah, eight sides. Uh, Kyle, what movie featured the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? 
<laughs> there was a giant marshmallow man walking down the street, and they used like lasers to melt him or something. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Yes, uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, sweet. All right. All right. Well, with yeah. that, uh, I, yeah, I think you've gotten enough, barely, to uh, go see Aaron Lewis. They're the hey, all right. Look at you go. You know, Tiger and I have been talking about forming a dream team of trivia players, and then one night going to just rain over Tulsa trivia. Uh, but uh, Kyle, unfortunately, you will not be joining the Tiger Daniel <laughs> trivia dream team. Wow. <laughs> You can be an alternate. All right. Fair enough. All right, Kyle, we're well, going to go to Aaron hey, Lewis, and uh, I think you're going to have a great time. Thank you for calling in. And tell all your friends tomorrow right, morning thanks. at 640, another chance to win Aaron Lewis tickets. All right, here on 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Here's Carly Pierce with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. About a week ago, Daniel got busted, busted. Busted. Because mm-hmm. you decided you were better than everybody and you didn't need to renew your tag. Like, Absolutely. oh, everybody else has to pay to drive and tell us, but not me. I'm Daniel. Not true at all. I didn't know that my tag had been expired for like two years or a year or so. And I was ashamed. And then it made my stomach hurt. Like, man, you've been driving around like a year with an expired tag. Yeah. And so uh, you were, what, on Cherry Street and the cop gets behind you and goes, whoop, 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 yeah. whoop. And I was, like, I was like, some loser's getting pulled over. I feel bad for that guy. And then I was like, uh-oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like getting pulled over either because everybody's looking at you too. Like everybody who's driving by, they're like, oh, look at him. And you're kind of on the center stage suddenly. It's kind of like, like when you're back in elementary school and the teacher uh, like calls you out of the room or something. They're like, uh, Todd Rogers, come to the office. And everybody in the class does what? They go, oh. <laughs> that's kind of how us, when we're adults, we do that when we drive by people getting pulled over. I'm like, right. oh. Everybody in Brookside was like, <laughs> So my question to you is, is, are you still riding dirty or did you actually well, take no, care no, of it? No, no, no. I got on. Which I love this. You get it right on the internet that night, and I paid it off and uh, got my new sticker two, three days later. They do this thing where they ask you what tag agency you want to use. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a big fan of one tag agency or another. You could choose that guy or lady. And what's that one over there close to my house? Is that is that Midtown or Downtown? Uh, you live there. I wouldn't know. I think it's Downtown but Tag Agency. Did you get agency. the sticker in the mail and put it on yeah, your car? but I was just, it was a difficult decision, which tag agency. Yeah, it There's does not say like that. one like tag agency I'm a big, huge fan of, but I did like uh, So I used downtown. I got it within two days. There you go. So Daniel, But I uh, wish they would send a reminder. Do they not? They say they email it now. I used to get a letter in the mail, which was really helpful, but now with an email, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I get a million emails from the city, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like just gets drowned out. But congrats, man. I'm glad that uh, you have to be pulled over for something other than a tag now. Maybe well, just the way you drive in general. On. Now, a follow-up question. Did you ever get yours? Yeah. So if I walked out your car right now. You would see 2023 on it. All right. So shove it. <laughs> Don't say shove it to me. 740 buddy. this morning. Scotty McCreary tickets on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Ty and Daniel. You know, uh, people who work out and stuff, and they're, like, a lot of times at Guthrie Green here downtown, I'll see, like, a workout group, and I go, what motivation to get up at 5 and get out there? But uh, I guess that's nothing compared to these people who want to climb Mount Everest. You ever heard about these people? Mm-mm. They climb Mount Everest, and they have to bring oxygen, and then, like, half of them don't do well on the way down, which is kind of odd. You know, you thought going up would be the problem. But, uh, you know, some people, they'll just pass away up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, they're people up there that passed away like in the 70s and they're now like uh 
almost like a sign or something. People yes, are like, hey, turn left at yeah, orange I jumpsuit. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they don't have a way to get them down. So, you know, you just you belong to the ages if you pass up there. And then they start using those, like, mile markers. Hmm. Like, all right, man, when you get to the guy in the brown satchel, take a right. Isn't that weird? It's very uncomfortable to think about. And you can look these people up on on the internet and, and you see pictures of them and it ain't, it's not good. Yeah, well, you don't have to tell us that. You ever been well, to, you're the you ever, one talking about the, all the, the Mount Everest being littered with corpses. And I was like, yeah, you can, you can look this up on the internet. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa too far. You ever scaled uh, Turkey Mountain? I tried. Also littered with corpses. <laughs> you didn't have your oxygen. I'm a Turkey Mountain Sherpa. You can hire me. I'll take you to the top. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. The Bull coming up at 7.40. We got your chance to see Scotty McCreary for free. Hey, good morning, Daniel. Did you see this uh, story, Tiger? Texas football coach is on leave after some of his players needed medical attention and some were hospitalized. Uh, apparently, Coach John Harrell had his players do 400 push-ups during the workout. Here's the captain of the team, Brady, and his mom defending the coach. He's treated us with nothing but respect, and he loves every single one of us like his own. So if anything was going on with this situation that I thought these kids were being harmed, I would have been the first person up at the principal's office or wherever I need to go to have this shut down. Now, this made me start thinking, what's the worst punishment you've ever had levied against you? I've never had anything close to 400 push-ups, but I, I've really thought about this for a few minutes. And the worst punishment I think I was ever issued was back in the day, elementary school, and I think I had to write 300 sentences once. And it was, gosh. Would you have preferred the paddle? Yes. I would take 300 licks over 300 sentences. Mm -hmm. I hated it. And by the way, do they still do that to kids? I don't know. Still with this situation where, all right, and if you really had a psycho teacher, they'd make you write like 100 paragraphs. And that was that writing was for some reason. That was just, that's that's hands down the worst punishments. And I've gotten a, a thousand whoopings, you know. That, nothing. Nothing to me. What um, about you? The worst punishment you've ever been levied? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Nothing like those 400 push-ups uh, that coach made them do. But the worst to me was I would get in a little trouble in high school, and they'd make me come to school on Saturday. Which is just terrible because, um, first off, you try to sleep in on Saturdays. I had a job and I had to tell my boss, you know, I'm not going to be there. And he's like, I hired you to work weekends. It's a big old mess. But they make you come in like regular school day on Saturday and it sucks. And I mean, they have like this little pathetic lunch for you and everybody in there's trouble. You can't talk to anybody all day. It sucks. I would rather get paddled than go to some Saturday. Oh, absolutely. School yeah. Ever again. Hey, it's Sag and Daniel. Who's this? Hey, it's Rachel. Rachel, the worst punishment you ever had levied on you. Okay, so it actually wasn't on me, but I did get to witness it. Uh, my husband has twin brothers. They're now 24, but at one point they were probably 15, 16, and they just would not. They were just, bro you know, brothers, just fighting, bickering back and forth. My father-in-law made them move an entire, like, rick of wood six feet to the left. And then when they were done, they were still bickering, so they got to move it back to the original place. <laughs> uh, Rick, I don't know how much a Rick is. How much is a Rick? It's a lot of wood. Uh, it's, I, I don't know, like, the exact measurements, but, I mean, it was each each movement probably took them a couple hours. To I was going to say, I, I got a half a Rick of wood, and it, it's a lot in my garage for sure. I mean, that's it's, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yep. So, I, it, like I said, it wasn't on me, but I did get to witness, and it, it was kind of sweet. Well, right. thanks for the call. Pretty good. 
Yeah, it was good. Have a good day, guys. See you now. I'd, I'd at least have them move it somewhere useful. Like, yeah, all right, you bring this in here next to the fireplace. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Uh, my name's Bo. Bo? Yes, sir. What's the worst punishment you've ever been uh, levied? Oh, uh, there'd have to be two. I've had, my mom had me, uh, she got tired of my attitude. She handed me a pair of safety scissors and told me to go cut the grass. And you cut the grass yeah. with just scissors? Yeah, I was four. Oh. Yeah. What? Oh, she's a... You must have done something pretty bad. What? what what's the second one? Second one, uh, again, she got tired of my attitude, so she told me to go dig a six-foot hole that was six feet long and six feet wide, and when I got done about four hours later, I was like seven, I came in and asked her what she wanted me to do with the hole. She told me to fill it in. And you were seven years old at the time. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, uh, by the time I was 14, I was already six foot five. So, so uh, I, I was a big guy. He was a big seven year old, <laughs> but still, that's a that's a brutal punishment. I would have thought I was digging my own grave. At, at seven, you can't <laughs> dig a six foot hole. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it took a while. I can tell you that. I spent all summer day in doing it. Yeah, digging a hole is the worst. By the way, you think it's going to be easy and. You get out there and you hadn't made any yeah. progress. You're hitting roots the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Well, thanks for the call, brother. Yeah, y'all have a good one. See you now. Bye-bye. He can't do that seven, but I can't tell him that. He's like six foot five. Hey, it's Saga Daniel. Who's this? Hello. What's that? Simone. Simone, worst, worst punishment you've ever been levied? Um, I was probably like a sixth grader, and there's a, a basketball girl who had asthma. I was a big jerk, and she didn't have to run as much as the rest of us because she would, you know, have an asthma attack. So I made fun of her because I felt like she was faking it, and my coach knew better, and I got... So he made me run, like, 50 laps breathing out of a straw and told me that's how she felt. Oh, my goodness. Not to open my mouth again. (laughs) These are brutal uh, punishments we're hearing this morning. But that's probably a pretty good lesson, though, breathing out of the straw and making... For sure, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I was a jerk. Think about that right now. Breathing through a straw, it makes me uncomfortable just thinking about it. You know? Yeah, so I, I didn't make fun of her again. Well, good for you. <laughs> Learned your lesson. <laughs> Thank God. All right, thanks for the call. <laughs> hey, good morning. It's Ty and Daniel. Who's this? This is Josh. Worst Josh, punishment. Yeah. Well, whenever I was 15, I got in a fight at school, and uh, I had to go to an alternative school program that was ran by a deputy sheriff. And... uh I got in trouble at that alternative school program and I had to do bear crawls for two hours. And that, that was, that was hard on its own. Well, later on in the school semester, I got, you know, injured playing football at my house and tore my meniscus in my knee. I was still in this alternative program and I got in trouble again at this alternative program. Instead of making me do bear crawls, I had to lay down and roll for two hours. Well, what in the world were you doing back then to get in so much trouble? I had a mouse. The reason I went there in the first place was I got in a fight. I was in the eighth grade. I was just in middle school, and I got in a fight with another kid. Well, but and that's that's why I had to go to this alternative school to begin with. Well, what I'm wondering is this fight you got into, did you, like, attack this other kid, or you just, it was like a mutual fight? It was a mutual fight. 
It just seems odd you get in so much trouble. But you said you had a pet mouse at the alternative school? No, I had a bad mouse. Oh, bad mouse. I thought you said a pet mouse. Tiger, you Right. (laughs) Hold on. I would talk back to this deputy. I I would talk back to him because, you know, I didn't think, you know, he was anything. You know, I had no respect for him. Well, he ended up actually getting fired for child abuse for those two instances. Uh, My mother wasn't happy with it, but... You know, it, it still changed me. You know, I I, earned, I learned how to respect my elders and 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 be respectful to other people. I believe because of that program. I guess, but if if you just got into a fight, that seems like a fairly normal thing to do as an eighth grader, especially it if somebody's was, messing there was, with you. There was there was one thing different. Whenever I originally got into the fight, uh, it was a mutual fight, but I had injured the kid so bad because. I had a broken arm, and I had that arm in a cast, and that cast was considered a deadly weapon, and I had injured that child pretty badly. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm glad you learned your lesson. You're a good citizen now, I hope. How's the pet mouse? What? (laughs) Ty, how did you you hear this man telling this story, and you go, wait, you had a pet mouse? I saw the Green Mile last night, and I'm thinking of this alternative school kind of like, you know, Lots of rules, and then you know he snuck around a mouse. Is what I was thinking. So you have a friend in this alternative. So school, you apparently. saw you saw Green Mile about a death row prison, and you say, "Oh, that reminds me of a school alternative school." <laughs> well, thanks for the call, man. Yep. All right, um, we're about twenty minutes away from tickets to see Scotty McCreary here on ninety-eight five The Bull. Ninety-eight five The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Ninety-eight five The Bull today's hot country, uh, I guess. Students these days can use artificial intelligence to help them write their papers and stuff. In fact, I had a friend uh, on Facebook, and he's a professor at Bowling Green State University, I believe. And he was asking other educators, hey, what programs are you guys using to make sure these kids are actually writing their own papers and not putting something into a computer with artificial intelligence? Say, hey, computer, write a story about Thomas Jefferson or write an essay, and then it would do it, I guess. Um, and I'd be concerned because we tried that in Spanish class growing up. I think Google would just come around and it would say, translate this sentence. So I'd just put it in Google and be like, you know, and then that's mm-hmm. how I'd do it. So, But it kind of didn't work because the word hot in Spanish is caliente, but you wouldn't use that same word to describe a, a lady. Gotcha. Is, is there some differences there? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I was looking at this AI thing where uh, students are writing their term papers. And I said, I would be a little concerned because kind of like the Google Translator isn't perfect. How could this thing write a whole story? So somebody asked the uh, AI to write an Olive Garden commercial. And here's what AI came up with for Olive Garden. All right, let's hear it. All right, so it even sets the scene. The scene. So the scene is a group of friends laugh at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. See where the computer, like, kind of knows what's going on, but considered food makes it sound like it's gross, Mm -hmm. right? So the waitress says, this is like a script. Waitress comes up and says, pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. See, like, kind of makes sense, but what's defeated? Do? I don't know. Then the friend says, the menu is here. The waitress then again says, we see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. I got to tell you, that commercial would suck me right in. I'd be like, what is going on over at Olive Garden? Then friend two at the table, talking to the waitress, says, I shall eat Italian citizens. Is this recent or is this from a few years ago? This is uh, within three years. And the waitress then says, unlimited stick, which I think is the, uh, she's talking about the 
endless bread basket or whatever. We see the unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. So, I mean, the computer, like, if you sent that in as a turn paper, well, you're your going to confess would think you that. were crazy, right? Uh, here's, here's this going to be a crazy and controversial opinion on this whole thing. Instead of trying to get kids to not use this new technology we have, why don't we train them to use it better, more efficiently? Because I remember in school, I would want to use a calculator in math, and they would go, you can't use that. You're not going to be carrying around a calculator at all times. Mm -hmm. Turns out, now we do have access to a calculator all the time. Yes, and I don't ha know how to use it other than, you know, there's all those buttons on there that I'm right. sure are really useful, but I, <laughs> I just do plus and minus and times. So I wonder why sometimes the teachers didn't have the foresight to go, hey, uh, the, the calculator's going to be here always. Why don't we just teach them how to use that? There's stuff on a calculator, like you said, I have zero idea how well, to use. if AI is what they say it's going to be, that's going to be a wave of the future. It's not a bad point to say, let's figure out how to use it instead of let's pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Right. And the same, I remember uh, I was in high school when computers came to the school, and I was so happy, and I got to take a computer class. Then the guy starts teaching us HTML code. I, I never in my life used that. <laughs> You just use the mouse and do your thing. I mean, yeah, the guy was trying to teach us. In my very first experience with computers, trying to teach me how to make a program and things like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just teach me how to use this I'll thing. I'll use y'all's program. I don't need to know how to build a website from scratch. Do you remember that? Yeah. But, you know, at least I have a little bit of an understanding of how the Internet works because of so, it. So However, you have a kid that's going to have to deal with all this. Would mm -hmm. you want them to, to try to teach him how to use it effectively or... Pretend like it's not there. Probably embrace it and teach us what the right things to do and how to be responsible with it. That's probably what I would do, but, you know, I'm not an educator, obviously, if you've ever heard our show. Not even close. But what's scary is they say this AI stuff can generate art. It can generate your voice within seconds. That's going to be the scary thing with these scam phone calls is that now you kind of know and it comes on. It's got this weird voice or somebody you can't understand. Supposedly, one day they'll be able to mimic my voice and then call my friends be like, it's Tig. I'm stuck in Mexico. Could you wire $500 to me? And you'll think it's me. Or the scary thing is if they can mimic your kid's voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be so. so uh, let's I'm, figure out how to use this stuff and like not pretend like it's not coming. Either learn how to use it or uh, just move into the woods like Ted Kaczynski and live in a cabin. <laughs> Pretty simple. We keep things simple here at 98.5 The Bull. If you know how to use a telephone, uh, coming up in just moments, Scotty McCreary tickets are free. Wait, how do we know it's not a robot? That's calling? Yes. I don't know. Good point. That's what's going to happen. People are going to have their AI robots call up to do the 98.5 The Bull fight. A robot doesn't want to go to a concert. I know, but then the robot gives the tickets to oh, the other I person. See. All right. Well, no robots allowed in four minutes here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country all this week. Uh, giving away Scotty McCreary tickets. And uh, today is, the, uh, again, the 98.5 The Bull fight. Two folks are going to face off. And what are we going to play today, Daniel? Today, Tag, the game is called Wanted for Crimes. Real and fictional, I will give you a crime, what the person's wanted for, and based on that, you'll have to identify the person, real or fictional. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, okay. On the line okay. is Brianna. Brianna, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, and Kaylee, where are you calling from? 
Tulsa versus Broken Arrow this morning. Guys, you understand how the game's played? I'll give you what somebody's wanted for. And then based on that, you'll identify the person. It'll be pretty easy once you see what's going on here. Uh, Kaylee, I mean, Brianna, excuse me. Brianna, we'll start with you. You got through first. Who's wanted for eating forbidden fruit? Who's wanted for eating forbidden fruit? I don't know. Forbidden fruit. Think about that for a second. Somebody is wanted. Actually, a couple of people. No if you could just give me one of them, you would be. Uh, somebody ate forbidden fruit. I'm not sure. That would be Adam or Eve. <laughs> Kaylee. It was Adam. No, the correct answer was either one of those. You've missed that question. And so we're moving on. Kaylee. Who is wanted for yeah. slaying Goliath? Uh, Daniel? No, that would be David. David and Goliath. David, Brianna, who would be wanted for opening a box containing all the world's troubles? Opening a box containing all the world's troubles. Does this go back to Greek mythology time? I don't know, man. And I'm not even sure if I got the right answer. I'll have to take a try at it. But do you have a guess? Um, my guess would be, I don't know. Okay. All right. Is it Pandora's another, box? It's Pandora's box. That would be Pandora. And with that, zero to zero still. Kaylee, who would be wanted for blowing up the first Death Star? Say that again? Who would be wanted for blowing up the first Death Star? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know that one. Lots of I don't knows. Not many guesses. Uh, Brianna. What's the answer? Uh, Luke Skywalker. Okay. Brianna, who would be wanted for stealing porridge and breaking a chair. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. And with that, Brianna on the board. Kaylee, who would be wanted for Grand Theft Christmas? The Grinch. The Grinch is correct. And with that, we are tied up one to one. Two questions to go. Brianna, who would be wanted for robbing and killing a giant? Jack and the Beanstalk? It would be Jack. That's correct. Brianna takes the lead. Kaylee, who would be wanted for stuffing a witch into an oven? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Gretel is correct. Last question. We are now tied up two to two. Brianna, who would be wanting for killing Alexander Hamilton? Aaron Burr? Aaron Burr is correct. Kaylee, who would be wanted for stealing Gollum's ring from Lord of the Rings? Who stole Gollum's oh. ring? Um, uh, Dobie? I don't know. It's just taking either. So Dobie? Dolby? No, that, that, that was from uh, Harry Potter. Uh, it would be oh, well. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> but with that, Brianna has defeated okay. Kaylee in the 98-5, the bull fight. Uh, good job. Brianna, 
you can choose to um, keep these tickets for yourself or you could give them to Kaylee. Kaylee, make a case on why Brianna <laughs> should give you the tickets. Uh, I have called 98.5 a little over 200 times in the last week trying to get on. You have? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to for my birthday. My birthday's on well, the 28th. happy birthday. Thank you so much. So, Brianna, your official answer is, uh, Brianna, you will keep the tickets for yourselves or give them to, to Kayla? Yes, I will be keeping the tickets for myself. I'm so sorry. Good luck. <laughs> That's okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, look at that, Tyke. Even though uh, Brianna kept the tickets, they still seem like they're good friends, and uh, they're each still going to have a great day today. We still all got a chance to win these tickets again tomorrow with another 98.5 The Bull Fighting all this week at 740. Scotty McCurry tickets are free on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Kane Brown, his wife. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country new, uh, thank God, with... Kane Brown and his wife, Caitlin Brown. Good morning, Daniel. I uh, posted a thing on the Bulls Facebook page. You can only eat what you had for dinner last night for the rest of your life. What are you stuck eating from now on? Tyga, I would wonder what you had for dinner last night. What would you be stuck eating the rest of your life? I got one of those. Uh, <laughs> you ever go through a, a period at your house where you're kind of eating the what's left? I, you know, you had gone to the store in a little bit, so now you're kind of inventing things? I'll do this sometimes. What I'll do is I'll try to eat every bit of the food in my house before I go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You get down to some creative meals. Uh, I, I know this not to be true for your house because you guys keep that refrigerator stocked to the brim. Mm, yeah, with uh, stuff that we hadn't gotten to yet. But last night I ate, um, football players used to endorse this. They would eat that Campbell soup that was chunky or something. So you had chunky soup last chunky night. Chunky Campbell soup, yeah. All right. Did you warm <laughs> so it up or just no, I warmed it up. it right out of the I can. I wasn't a total um, Neanderthal. Under a bridge. No, but that would be, yeah, that sucks. Uh, you a big fan of chunky soup? pretty good and you know you don't want to eat it every night i don't think but you know it's, it's a nice delight here or there a nice delight yeah it's a 98.5 the bull today's hot country with tig and daniel we're back again you tomorrow. know a nice friend would be like what did you have daniel okay what did you have you know what now i'm gonna punish you okay you good. don't get to know what kind of monster somebody asked what you had for dinner last night what kind of monster doesn't say back to that person well what did you have what would you eat well, don't worry about it, egomaniac. You don't care about anybody else. Like, Tig, will you even go to the Bulls Facebook page and, and read what other See people what are saying? Other, or, you sure. don't really, or you don't really care? What Just are some be of those folks saying on there? Don't worry about it. Okay, so I'm, am I being... I mean the ego on you. Suspended? You're being punished. Good. <laughs> it's six... Excuse me. Wow. 7.53. That's a good feeling, though. You think it's six, but it's already seven, which is good. I mean, an hour closer to five. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. It's 7.53 with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, good morning, Tig. The other, uh, a while ago, you said they did studies about homes and the dirtiest place in your home or dirtiest thing in your home might be your washing machine. And I thought, well, that's crazy. Then I really got to thinking about it. I can't remember the last time I went with a, a rag and some cleaner and just cleaned off the washing machine, and that's where you do your laundry. So, of course, it's going to be super dirty, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Where do you think the uh, the dirtiest thing in your kitchen is? You might not you might not consider this. Uh, the handle of the fridge. Nope. The spice jars and salt and pepper shakers. Really. So I guess when you're handling like uh, raw meat and things, and you put you know we always spice up the uh, the chicken breast or whatever before we cook it sometimes i guess we forget to cross contamination right 
And so the old the spice jars and salt and pepper shakers, mm-hmm. the dirtiest thing. Am I supposed to clean every spice jar in my house? That's your that, that business. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should clean them. Yeah, but, but I I very rarely hear of somebody getting sick or dying from uh, these this type of bacteria and things like that. Well, I'm pretty good, man. I don't, you don't wash your hands in between. If I get the chicken out and I'm about to touch a spice thing, I'll wash my hands. I think that I do, but I might not be as good as I think I am at it. Well, chicken's dangerous, right? I mean, beef, you can get away with it a little bit, but chicken is what gets you sick. Well, I mean, we've always we heard of salmonella growing up. Uh, I heard that if you touch a turtle once, you're going to get salmonella. If you do anything with chicken, you're going to get salmonella. I don't know a single soul in my personal life that's ever come down with salmonella. Do you? I read about it, you know, where a certain restaurant will have to stop serving a lettuce or something because of salmonella. But, but I don't know anybody personally, I guess. But I grew up in great fear of salmonella because I was told that no matter what you do, you ever have even one piece of chicken, you're going to get salmonella. And I don't know a single soul that's ever gotten it. And did you hear this rumor about the turtle? That if you touch a turtle that's crossing the street, you know, go get it out of the road. That it. I heard like warts and stuff if you touch frogs. There's all sorts of things that right. we were told. that ne- I mean... You had said it best about a month ago. You thought in your life you would be encountering quicksand a lot more often than you you have because I don't know what it was, cartoons, and you'd hear stories about quicksand. You know, I thought that this would be a big part of our lives. Like, well, you know, let's go. Oh, wait, they got quicksand at that part. Well, because I never see quicksand. back in the 90s, uh, every television show had a plot device that had to do with quicksand. I remember watching Days of Our Lives somehow. One of those guys got in quicksand. How does that happen on Days of Our Lives? <laughs> where, where do you find quicksand? They were on an island. I don't know if you remember this storyline. You never watched soap operas, but no. somehow they found them, the guy found himself in quicksand. <laughs> Did he survive? Because now I'm curious. Well, yeah, he sur- No, <laughs> no, he died and the show ended. No, it's still going on. Uh, I was scared to death of salmonella by turtles. Whenever I'd be driving along, I would have to stop. And if there was a turtle in the road, I was the kind of guy that would stop and go get the turtle off the road and take it you know, to safety. But then you jump out of the car, you run up to the turtle, and the first thing you think, well, is this a snapping turtle? Mm-hmm. And you take a few minutes to think about that. Then you do get it off, and you, you carry it off the road, and you're like, am I going to now get salmonella? Mm-hmm. So I would Probably carry around not. gloves in my glove compartment so to handle turtles, turtles with. Good, good citizen, I'd have to say. Well, you don't want to get pulled over by the police, and there's latex gloves in your dash for no reason. <laughs> what are you using that for? Uh, turtle removal. Uh-huh. I think he'd be booked right away. I had a wig once, and I got pulled over by the police when I was in high school, and I had a wig in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. And the officer was like, what you doing with that wig? <laughs> yeah, what were you doing there's with the no, wig? no, listen. That's no actually matter, a damn good question. No matter what you're doing with a wig, it's never going to, there's no good explanation for what you have a wig in the back of your car for. Like, suppose, I don't know, I was just playing around with it. It's never uh, it's never your cookie-making wig. I mean, it's all like... Cookie-making wig? You know, what? People don't put on wigs to do normal stuff. They do some wacky stuff, don't they? Well, I didn't know how to be like, I just, you know, I'm a teenager. I thought having a wig was funny. <laughs> There's no good reason to have a wig. Okay, right. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. We've got a parade downtown today. If you want to be there, we'll give you the details. It starts at 11, um, but if you want to avoid it, I'll just remind you, it starts at 11 as well. That's coming up right here on 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Daniel, do you ever find it awkward to hold open a door? And I'm not talking about when you go to uh, just a restaurant and you hold a door open for a stranger. That's fine. I'm talking about when you live or work in a secured building. Like, you live in an apartment complex. I imagine you have to have a key card to get in there. 
And I imagine from time to time you'll get up to your gate and there's somebody behind you. Mm -hmm. You hold the gate open. It's a secure premises. But you ever have to do that where you're kind of playing security guard even though you don't want to? Do you let people into your apartment complex? Uh-oh. I don't. Well, I, I, the situation uh, hasn't presented itself, but there would be if there was an issue like somebody's about to follow me in. I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. Well, it's not even somebody might actually live there. They might, you in, or but they you might don't not. know that. So, and I just had that happen. I went outside here because the weather's kind of nice, and there was a, a bunch of people at the front door when I came back in, and I had to do that awkward thing where they see me come in with the key, and they're like, "Can you help us get in here?" and you know, I guess I could have held the door open, but, you know, also, you know, this is a cured business place. It's locked down. And I had to say, you know what? I can't let you in, but I will get security out here to help you out. So I thought that was the next best thing, right? I think you did the right thing, especially here, because this is a, a radio station, also a television station. And, you know, somebody could just get up here and run amok, and then they could be running all up on News on 6. They're live up there. Yeah, so I did the right thing. It was just uncomfortable because they look like good people, but I had to treat them like, you, know, you almost have to say you're a criminal first until proven innocent, you know, in this situation, right? Like, I wouldn't, sometimes I wouldn't mind holding the door, letting somebody in in my apartment complex, but then I worry, you know, if somebody goes in there and steals a bunch of packages or something like that. Or hurts somebody. They're going to go look at the cameras. Oh, well, this idiot, Daniel, let yes. him in. So. Yep. That's one of the biggest uh, times, the most trouble I've been in uh, when I was an intern was letting somebody into the building. Oh, where did you do this at? In New York. No, Tyke intern for the uh, the David late night with David Letterman, and yeah. you let somebody, <laughs> you yeah, let no, somebody into the late David Letterman. Well, the Ed it's a Sullivan very secure theater? building. I mean, if you ever been to New York, there's like the Rockefeller Centers, and he had a theater that was like that, and um, and some guy is behind me, and I just didn't. I was like 21. I just didn't have the courage to say, "Sir, I have to close the door in your face," and you'll have to figure out through security. I didn't let the guy in, and nobody said anything. But like you said about video. I guess this guy went in and was just wandering around. Oh, my gosh. And uh, they, you know, they told him to get out. There was no problem. But they went back and looked at the video of who had let him in. And it was me. You know, it's, uh, it's a, a, a wonder that you made it through that internship. Because didn't you say there was another situation where uh, a lady friend of yours was up there visiting for some reason? I think it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on the show that night. And you said, you can come in. For the end, you can come in through the hallways here. But if you run into anybody famous, you must not acknowledge them. You must act like they're normal, and what yeah. happened? Well, there was this girl, and I kind of liked her, uh -huh. and uh, she loved Dale Earnhardt Jr. for some reason, and she said, can you get me into the show tonight? And I said, I, I can get you backstage. I don't have seats, but I can take you backstage. And I said, but listen, here's the deal. You're going to see famous people walk by you. It might be even be Donald Trump that night or certainly David Letterman. Like, don't talk to them, and it's not a function of them being mean. It's that... If you're about to give a speech and go on stage, you can't have 10 people you don't know coming up and trying to talk to you. And so they're in the zone. And I said to this lady, do not talk to Dale Earnhardt Jr. if you see him. And plus, I knew there was a very small chance that first damn person we run into, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And uh, she goes nuts. What did she do? Oh, my God. I can't believe it's you. Oh, my God. My dad would, you know, almost calling her dad on the cell phone to talk to her dad. I mean, total disaster. Were you there. not as a intern I was losing your mind death. i was scared to death i would get fired you should have been fired probably probably but they had some grace with me uh because i had never really messed up before did and, they give uh, you a talking to yeah they gave me a talking to they took my badge from me Ooh. they said you, you no longer get to wear a badge around so you'll just have to come up and tell security who you are each time they, i got stripped of a medal in a way right oh my gosh
uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Today, uh, the banks are closed in honor of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Welcome to Did You See, brought to you by iCare Associates of South Tulsa. Huge parade downtown today. They think thousands of people will be there. I got to say that me and Daniel rode in the uh, Christmas parade here in Tulsa. And in our careers, we've done Christmas parades. And it's always kind of fun, and it's cute, and you get out there. I had never seen a Christmas parade as big as Tulsa's, though. I mean, we've done these things before, and you, you say hey to some people, and you wave. This was just crowd after crowd after crowd uh, for Christmas. And so we do good at parades in Tulsa, so it could be a little bit busy downtown today. Starts at 11. If you want to be there, make sure you're there at 11. What a great day for a, a parade, by the way, because usually you're freezing your tail off, and you got like this blanket on and all this the weather couldn't be better for it today right yep so if you're looking to head to the parade 11 o'clock today if you're looking to avoid the parade 11 o'clock today good morning daniel uh good morning tig uh, how are you feeling today emotionally is this a happy day for you are you a little depressed doing pretty good having a good day uh Today is Blue Monday, and Blue Monday always falls on the third Monday in January, and it's supposedly the most depressing day of the year. The reason is often attributed to poor weather, the post-Christmas lull, stretched finances, and unattainable New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. I get it, though. This is a depressing time of the year. Well, if you're, like for me, I love college football, so there's always something to look forward to on the weekend. That's over. And as kind of sports wind up, I know you got the NBA. I know nothing about the NBA. I don't even know the rules of basketball. They always blow that whistle. And I'm like, I don't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's uh, until like uh, we get back into sports again, it is kind of a lull. I don't, uh, I have a hard time this time of year too, because it gets dark earlier. I'm not getting enough sunshine and it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a seasonal kind of thing. But you know, if we make it through the day, supposedly every day after this will be. Can I give you a compliment? Sure. As far as pulling off being pale like a cadaver, you do it pretty good. Thank you. Uh, I am a cadaverous-looking guy <laughs> this <laughs> time you, of uh, year. You're a healthy cadaver. Well, you uh, also look like a cada- cadaver, but you look like a cadaver after it's been prepped for funeral. <laughs> so I've been embalmed. Yeah, yeah, you look embalmed. <laughs> Can I pay you a compliment? Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Can I pay you a compliment and say that you look embalmed? I appreciate that. Year-round. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's got to be better looking than just not, not embalmed. Uh. It's like if amateurs embalmed you. Like if you go to a funeral school. <laughs> you mean like, you know how they do those haircuts? You can go to the school mm-hmm. and they'll cut it for discount price because everybody's learning. Right. You, Could you like do the, that with the embalmer? You like the practice embalmed. Like uh, we get to pay less for this one, but you, right. know, you can't No, it's complimentary. On. I see. Uh, did you see this? A Texas football coach is on leave after some of his players needed medical attention and some were hospitalized. Apparently, Coach John Harrell had his players do 400 push-ups during the workout. Here's the captain of the team, Brady, and his mother. They're actually defending the coach. He's treated us with nothing but respect, and he loves every single one of us like his own. So if anything was going on with this situation that I thought these kids were being harmed, I would have been the first person up at the principal's office or wherever I need to go to have this shut down. So I don't know what to make of this. It seems like... Did uh, they fire him? He's on leave. So what does that mean? uh, Yeah, they're investigating what happened. You know, that was excessive punishment. 400 push-ups is ridiculous. But to me, I think the guy needs a second chance because guess what happens after he gets put on leave and it's all over the papers and stuff? This guy is going to be the best-behaved coach in America for a while. 
Oh, I see. Your theory. Uh, and this show is, up late to practice. Is he really going to make you run at all now because he's so worried? Uh, Tyke has this theory that if, after somebody gets in big trouble or their story makes headlines, they're on their best behavior for years afterwards. So, for example, Southwest Airlines was in the news not too long ago about yep. all those flights. In your opinion, now is the best time to fly Southwest because they're, they're on probation. They're on best behavior mode right now. I mean, they don't want any headline written about Southwest unless it's positive. So I feel like you could probably act a little weird on a plane, and instead of making a huge deal out of it, they might just be like, try to calm it down. And if they couldn't, of course, but instead of just ripping you off a flight like they sometimes do, they might be like, no, uh, what if we gave you $10,000 to get off a flight? That kind of thing. Well, you're a sports guy. Away. Is this excessive punishment? 400 push-ups? I think that's excessive punishment, yeah. You know, but the, but his team defends him, so he must be a good dude. But we all make mistakes at work. I mean, my God, there's there's two or three times I know I could have been fired. Mm -hmm. But somebody said, all right, second chance it. And then it worked out, right? Yeah. You tell me to do 400 push-ups, I'd be lying. Be like, like one, two, six. 40, 60, 80. Yeah. I think maybe somebody's calling to weigh in on this uh, push-up thing. I don't know. I don't know. It would be, um, it does seem like they had to go to the hospital. Hey, it's Sagan Daniel. Who's this? It's Leon. Leon, are you calling to weigh in on these push-ups? I never could do one, let alone fucking four of them. But I did call to talk to you guys about something. You right. guys were talking about the most dirtiest place in the kitchen. Mm. Oh, yeah. We uh, discovered that uh, scientists say it's the, the spice jars and things like that. Well, that, that discovery, whoever that was, didn't go back to discovery school because they don't know shit. All right. I mean, come on. The, uh, you see this, tag. this Boy Scout slept outside for 1,000 nights. 14-year-old boy out of Minnesota has made headlines after he slept outside for 1,000 consecutive nights. Here's Isaac and his dad talking about this amazing accomplishment. Why not sleep outside? This is a Quincy. It's just another form of a snow cave. I mean, my dad went up to our cabin and I slept outside all five days. And I challenged my scout group to sleep outside for longer than me. I'm just really proud of him. He's made some good decisions in his life and he's doing awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm here to support him for as long as he wants to go. Well, you know, I get it. Isaac slept outside, but if he's in the Quincy, isn't that technically inside of an ice cave? I sleep outside every now and then in a camping hammock I have. I love it, man. Um, it's just the best. I wake up feeling so good. Like it adds extra energy or something. When you, we're supposed to be outside. Why are you ma being made to sleep out in the? We are two animals. Yard. Don't all animals live outside, except ones that live in our houses that we built? Tell me what happens where you're like, you know what? Uh, I'll just go sleep out in the yard tonight. Um, I know I don't have to get up for work. <laughs> right. I know it's going to be a nice night without rain. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, the family's asleep, so why not go out and sleep in the yard? It seems like there's more to this. So you get out in this, you know, you, a hammock is comfortable for about five minutes. Eight hours on a hammock has got to have your spine crooked not, like not a question mark. these camping hammocks. They're great, man. They're like little cocoons. It's so comfy. Comfy. Oh, I love a comfy hammock. <laughs> it is that, too. <laughs> I comfy, think it's pressed comfy. on your speaking nerve. They're so comfy. You're one to talk. You're one to talk. It's 831 with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. There's a lot of holidays that are not fully observed by everybody in the world, right? Because, um, you know, Christmas, obviously, that's going to be a big holiday. Thanksgiving's a big holiday. But MLK Day, as honorable as it is, a lot of places don't shut down, do they? And you, the banks close, and we have a parade downtown in a few hours at 11 o'clock, but... 
uh, a lot of companies you stay open. And I got to tell you, though, that it creates a problem for parents because public schools, they observe it. But a lot of companies are like, you know, come on in to work. And so I think a lot of people are going through this today. They've got the kids at home with them working. Or they got to figure out, you know, grandma's house today. So it's a little bit tough. I thought you might bring your little son into work today. I enjoy it when he comes in here, but you don't You don't like to, uh, well, you feel like it's unprofessional in some situations. A little bit. I mean, uh, a random occurrence here and there. Mm-hmm. Everybody can understand that. But when it becomes like, well, Ty's got his kid up here because it's another holiday. And, you know, it just comes across as unprofessional to me. The reason that I know exactly why you feel like it is is because we used to have this guy, our old boss of ours, and this guy would not only bring his kid up to work all the time, his wife was always up at work. And then his wife, even though she didn't work for the company, whenever this guy was out of, uh, out of work that day, sometimes she would come sit in his office and read a novel to try to keep an eye on things. Yes. Uh, th- how crazy is that? You've got a boss. Imagine your boss takes a vacation and you come to work and their spouse is in their office taking over. I mean, that's exactly what was happening. Or their kid is running around the radio studio and uh, you're having to, in a sense, babysit the kid. That's why you have it in your mind that sometimes it's Bad not to okay to bring your kid to work. But if the kid's well-behaved, people don't mind. I love seeing a kid up in here. It is fun. I mean, it definitely uh, makes the day a little bit more fun than it normally is. Breaks the monotony up when you got a kid around. Now, I start to bring my dog up here occasionally. But then I'm like you. I'm kind of like, is that unprofessional to have a dog up here? I don't think so because people enjoy seeing a dog. But now find the kind of guy that just lets the dog run amok. And every day, that's irresponsible. Yeah, yeah you don't want to see the dog every single day. Right. Well, anyway, I'm just looking out for my career health, and also we can actually look out for our personal health, too. Oh, yeah, you go get one of those craft body scans. I did this the other day, Ty, last week, actually, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be crazy. I'm going to have to go in there and get naked and, and all this and that. Uh-uh-uh. You leave all your clothes on. It's very comfortable can is what I'm you saying. you get naked if you want? I don't think you are allowed to. Okay, so you got to keep clothes on. So that's easy. Yeah, it's so easy. It's not easy. like it's... going through TSA and all that. Right, and uh, it, I could have, they put me on that, that uh, the scanner. I could have taken a nap on this thing. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people act like this, they'd be uncomfortable or claustrophobic. Not at all. It's not like the thing you see on the movies. This thing is a thing you go through one or like it's a it's a loop. You go through it about five times, but and then you're done. Not intimidating, and you can find stuff early. And right now, a craft body scan. They got a special for couples. I guess heading into the uh, Valentine's Day. Um, two, you get two for one. One hundred and forty nine dollars couple scan for your heart and lungs. Yeah, that way you you know. You, that's a good way to try to get your spouse to go. If you've got somebody like Tig, which I think you're a bit stubborn, but if your wife was like, "Hey, why don't we both go get one?" I think maybe you'd be more apt to do it. Find something early. Craftbodyscan.com. That's craftbodyscan.com.